This is the Answers from Leadership podcast, and I'm your host, Joseph Lalonde. Each episode, we bring you answers from the best and brightest in leadership. So sit back and get ready. Here comes Answers from Leadership. Today, we've got Paul Sohn with us. Paul is currently a leadership transformation consultant with Giant Worldwide. Previous to this position, he was a lean practitioner with Boeing, a Fortune 50 company. You know, other than this, Paul, what should people know about you? Yeah, um, well, I'm an author, I'm a blogger, I'm a speaker. Like you said, I'm a leadership coach. Um, my really, my heart and vision is to raise up the next generation of godly leaders, in the seven spheres of influence. So I'm all about leadership growth and really um, I love to actually connect with people. Um, I'm an ENFJ at heart, love traveling, um, really having great uh, meals over a conversation and just being able to connect is what I love to do. For those listeners that don't know, what is an ENFJ? Yes, right. So it's the uh, one of the types at Myers-Briggs uh, test indicator. So one of the things I do with my work is help leaders better understand their wiring. And Myers-Briggs does a really good job to help them understand their strengths and also their potential blind spots. So an ENFJ is an extrovert, uh, intuitive, feeler, and a judger. What do those tell us about you specifically? Uh, well, it tells people that I actually love being around with people, being an extrovert. And also the intuitive and feeling, when you combine that, is a powerful combination where someone likes to tap into other person's potential. They're able to see the potential, the vision of someone's um, strengths and their in their life and being able to really uh, tap into that and see how can I play a role maximizing their potential in life. So, And, and the J, judger piece, is someone who is organized enough to coach and consult people to create plans that will help them to get from where they are today to where they want to be in the future. You like to deal a lot with calling, correct? Yes, you know, I think that's absolutely. kind of a passion area right now. Um, so mm -hmm. why is it important for, for us to find our calling? That's a great question, Joe. I think finding your calling ultimately leads you to your God-given purpose. And one of the reasons why I feel like calling is a, such an important topic is because what happens if you don't find your calling is, is one of the symptoms is actually you'll be restless. St. Augustine said that, you know, our heart is restless until it rests in you. And God is our ultimate creator and author in life. And he actually invites us to have a personal relationship with him, which is actually our primary calling. So as someone who is living our lives and trying to um, make a dent in this world or trying to find purpose in our life, we need to ultimately connect to our ultimate power source, who is God. Um, another reason why I feel like it's important to find our calling is if we don't, we will trade joy for happiness. So that might actually not sound bad because happiness, everybody seems to be wanting happiness. But happiness is inconsistent while joy is consistent and everlasting. Happiness comes and goes. 
Um, it is when you have might have this initial excitement, but then it wears off, and you know you'll you'll need another shot of something good to bring it back. But the joy of finding your calling is something is not dampened by a gloomy weather or a bad economy. It's something that is never evaporates. It's something that it just stays with you, especially when you find your sweet spot. Uh, which I'll talk later, but finding your calling is so critical because it's not only going to provide you the joy, it's going to give you confidence, it's going to ultimately lead you to your God-given purpose. It sounds like your calling is really important. How can someone discover what their calling is? I think someone finds their calling by looking at their sweet spot. And sweet spot is that zone when you are living out your calling intentionally in every sphere of influence. So whether it is family, school, work, or church, living at your sweet spot is striving to find that place, which is the intersection of your personality, gifts, passions, and life story. So one of the things I like to talk about is tennis. I'm a huge tennis fan. I've been playing over a decade. And anybody who plays tennis knows that there's incredible feeling when you hit the sweet spot with your tennis racket. I believe that God has also created a sweet spot in our lives. And our role is to discover that sweet spot and live it out intentionally as a faithful steward. Can we dig into your sweet spot? Sure. You know, what, what, what is, is that, you know, drawing out calling in others or, you know, how would you define your sweet spot? I would describe my sweet spot as... Uh, on an individual or catalyst helping people discover their God-given calling in life and helping leaders become leaders worth following instead of leaders that people have to follow. So everything I do, I try to align it to my calling, my vision, my sweet spot. So whether it is my relationships at church or whether it is what I do terms of my vocation, which um, does a lot of writing, a lot of speaking, a lot of coaching, everything, I try to do it under the umbrella of my sweet spot. What effective habits do you think leaders should learn? There's, I think, a lot of habits that leaking young leaders can learn from. I mean, some of the things I've been trying to implement in, my, implement in my own life, one of it is to practice a stop doing list. So instead of a to-do list, I encourage a stop doing list because I think the world we live in today, it's a lot of things we need to do, but then what's actually preventing us from being intentional with our lives and really being intentional with our calling is not what we do. Is There's too much of what we do that perhaps is not helping us to be where we want to be. So one of the questions that I, I really enjoyed from Jim Collins, the author of Good to Great, he asked this question. If you woke up tomorrow morning and discovered you inherited $20 million, and also you've discovered that you also had a terminal disease with only 10 years to live, what would be on your stop doing list? That's a powerful question I think really will help young leaders to discover what matters most in their lives. Yeah, I can see, you know, just hearing that question, I can think of a lot of things I would probably stop doing tomorrow 
if I found something like that out? A very thought-provoking question. Absolutely. You know, since you're teaching young leaders, what leadership lessons do you wish you knew 10 years ago? Well, I think one of the things that I try to learn is to, well, if I could go back and tell myself, I guess, a 10-year younger version of Paul Stone, I would say, be interested before being interesting. And the reason why I say that is, for a major part of my life, I've been trying to prove myself and to others that I was a leader, that I was a great leader, that I had it all together, I was working at my dream job, and that was really what I was striving for. So instead of trying to truly be interested in someone else, I've tried to always talk about my goals, my dreams. It's all about me. And now, you know, I, I learned that leadership is, a lot of leadership is about building relationships. Building relationship really starts by having this insatiable curiosity for someone else. And this curiosity leads to asking genuine questions. Um, and I think that's what I'm trying to do more and more is connecting with other leaders, not talking about what I do necessarily, but relating with them and being interested about how God's been working in their lives. What are the big lessons they've been learning in their own leadership experiences? And ultimately, that helps me to be more humble, helps me to learn what it really takes to be a great leader. You'd been more about talking about yourself, improving yourself mm. as a leader. Right. Um, but you said we should be focused more on others and curious about what they're doing and who they are. How did you kind of shift right. that mindset or you know, change that habit in how you approached others? Right. Uh, that's a great question. I think it was a process of dying, um, like dying to my ego, dying to myself, knowing that I am not the author of my life, although I want to be in terms of my flesh and my um, just natural senses. I, I want to be at the center of the world, but that's not how it works. So as I've been developing my relationship with God, I, I discover that I had this this desire that I wanted to be at the center instead of God. And the more I removed myself and God being replaced with my ego, then I got to really um, been able to go and ask other people, have them come into my life and have them uh, be someone that I want to be learning more about instead of always trying to showcase what I do really, really well. Great answer. And as we begin to wrap up this interview, um, you have a book coming up soon, correct? Right. Um, what's the book called? It's called Quarter Life Calling, How to Find Your Sweet Spot in Your 20s. All right. So, you know, from the title, I can you know, kind of put a picture together that the book's about helping a younger generation, 20-somethings, to... Find, the, find out what they're meant to do. Why should you know somebody in their 20s be interested in that? Well, the big idea behind Quarter Life Calling is that your 20s, I believe, is the best time and place to start discovering God's calling in your life and imagining this possibility of what it might look like to hit your sweet spot in life. So this is a book for millennials who want to break free from this rat race those who believe 
that they were created for something more. So I talk about this idea of calling as the foundation of living a life of significance and intentionality. And unlike other books, this is a book that is written by a millennial and for a millennial and touches on the various issues that this generation struggles with, whether it's you know, the FOMO, YOLO, or comparison mindset, the present bias that this generation is struggling with, I lay out a specific roadmap around how can I practically and tangibly discover my vocational sweet spot in my life, uh, which again is the intersection of your personality, gifts, passion, and life story. Sounds like a great and interesting book. I'll be sure to pick it up on release date. That's what, January 18th? Yes, January 18th. It's, it's exclusively on Amazon.com. Um, it's also, if you're in Europe or in UK or Canada, it will be also available in those countries as well. Great. I'll be sure to have a link up to the book. Anything else you want to tell young leaders today? Um, I want to really encourage young leaders that I know that there are a lot of questions about your why in life. You know, you might be working a part-time job that you actually don't like. You might be hustling to pay off your student loans. You're not sure of what your future looks like, and uh, there's a lot of questions. But first and foremost, know that there's a purpose behind what you're going through, and that the creator and author of life, God, created you to be a masterpiece. And the word masterpiece in the, in the Bible actually is called poema, which is where we get our word poem and poetry. So if you imagine you as a human being is, is God's poetry in motion. Um, so you're not just a random accident. Um, you actually are loved by a God who has adopted you as a child, as his possession. Um, so know that because that's huge. That's the primary calling. And once you know that you're called to someone, then being called to something makes a lot more sense. Fantastic advice as we close up this interview, Paul. Thank you for your time today. Thanks so much, Joe. Appreciate you. Wasn't that a great interview with Paul Sohn? You can find the show notes and links to everything Paul and I talked about today at jmlalone.com slash 003. If you enjoyed this podcast, please leave the show a rating and review on iTunes. This will help get the message out about the Answers from Leadership podcast. Thank you, and I'll see you next time.